Hey girl, you're listening to the For The Girl podcast, the podcast designed for you. Join Mac and Kenz as they cover all the hard topics for real life girls trying to love Jesus. Get ready for encouragement, truth, and let's be real, a little bit of a hot mess. Is it just me or Mac and Kenz your new best friends? Let's get into the episode. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the For The Girl podcast. We are in week four of our little series going through the book of John, and we are really, really excited about this particular episode Mm -hmm. because we are talking to the girl who wants a friendship with Jesus. And that might be you if you are just dipping your toes in this whole faith thing. Maybe you're interested, but you haven't fully given your life to Jesus yet. This episode is for you. And this episode is also for you if you've maybe been walking with Jesus for a really long time, but perhaps you've lost a little bit of that first love fire or that true friendship connection with him. And we want to bring you back into what that looks like to not just relate to Jesus as your savior, but also to know Jesus as your friend who you walk in day in and day out relationship with. And so this is going to be such a powerful episode that I'm excited to jump into. But first, Ken's and I are going to chat, answer some questions. This is one of my favorite times each week, Ken's, where we just get to catch up. Yes. Yes. Yeah. You're acting as if we don't text and talk on the phone just about every day, you guys. We like legit do. Um, It's really funny, but that's a normal thing. What's going on in your life these days, macaroni? Um, well, you know, we had date night last night. I feel like I talk about date night every episode, but <laughs> last night was was a memorable one because Tyler got me these really cute roller, roller blades for Christmas and I hadn't used them because I didn't want a rollerblade by myself. And last night he surprised me with getting rollerblades for himself and we went and rollerbladed at this park last night and it was so fun. I had... I'm like still on a high from it. It was wow. amazing. Wow. <laughs> I love that for you. That's amazing. Did you see my reel, Ken? Did you see my reel? Yeah, I did see your reel. So what got into you? Like, why were you like, oh, I don't know. It's going to be a reel. Like, if you know Ken and I, we literally have to post on For the Girl Instagram all the time. We help out with Delight Instagram. And so we are terrible with our own Instagrams. But I don't know. Something came over me while we were rollerblading. And I was like, I'm going to make a reel. <laughs> and Tyler was like, okay. Wait. So, oh, my gosh. Yeah. I loved the video content. But- it was great. Did you see Josh's comment? Yes. I yes. literally was Josh. like, oh my gosh, Josh, you're going to die. Go watch the reel. And he goes, I was like, what are you going to comment? And he was like <laughs> giggling to himself. And then he posted it. He had other. I like our beef. I like our beef now that we said so we have this beef, I guess, low key between Tyler. Well, I think Tyler's on y'all's team too. I think I'm the <laughs> only one on my team that loves small town life. And. Uh, they roast me for my love of small towns. So yeah, yeah, it was but, really funny. I was like, Josh, I'm pretty sure he commented like small town girl does small town things or something. And then yeah, I was like, baby, you've already told her that before. You need to come up with new content. And he was like, no, I want to say it again. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure. <laughs> I love that. That's uh, hilarious. Yes. Um, 
Okay, but you have to know about me. I have I don't even know if you know this about me, Kens. I have loved rollerblading since I was like a kid. When I was in elementary school, I used to get home from school every day and put on my rollerblades and we had like a carport and there was like one part of it that was covered and I acted like that was my ice rink on rollerblades and I would like do twirls and I wouldn't like go rollerblade through the streets. I would just rollerblade in that one little space and pretend like I was an ice skater. And like I had this whole plot in my head about me trying to like make the finals. Oh, and wow. I felt like I was reliving it last night. It was awesome. Wow. Wow. That's about the most boring story you've ever told on the For the Girl podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, love that, Max. So cool. So cool that you rollerbladed as a child. We are all so intrigued. Oh my gosh. I know. Okay, okay, okay. Whatever. I'll never talk about my childhood again in front of you. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Okay, wait. You need to know, and everybody needs to know my current podcasting situation right now. There's always one while I'm camping and podcasting at the same time. Okay. The other day, I was like, couldn't blow the air conditioning in here because it was way too loud on the podcast, so I was sweating. Today, um, we are leaving this campsite, and by the end of like your time camping at one location, if you don't have like a hookup, your like your your drains and stuff start to get like really full. So we are at the point where our drains are maxed out and overflowing, which means our our toilet, what was in our toilet is now coming out of the sink and the shower and it smells like like a porta potty. Like a porta potty in here. Yeah. That's what's happening. Ew. Yeah. Are you gonna fix it? Are you gonna like <laughs> do something about it? Or well, no? Right now I'm just sitting in it because we're podcasting. But Yes, after this, we're going to dump everything out. So it's just a matter Good. of time. But that's what I'm. That's what it smells like. That's my mood right yeah. now. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness, that's hilarious. Okay, all right. Well, I love it. I love that for you. Mm-hmm. And good luck with that. Yeah, thank you. Um, <laughs> so we are going to answer a couple of questions before we jump into the bulk of today's episode and let's get into it. So Ken's, I've got our questions for us today. So okay. the people want to know what is the weirdest thing that you and Josh do? What is the weirdest thing? Yeah, like what's like the weirdest thing that you guys do behind closed doors? Like, you know, keep it PG, obviously, but what's the weirdest thing you guys do? I don't know. Oh my gosh. Do you have something for you and Tyler right off the bat, by the way? No, Uh, this is just for you. I'm interviewing you today. Oh my gosh. I mean, we definitely talk in baby voices, but I feel like all couples do. So there's that. It's pretty weird. We also just are like definitely like weirder with each other, like just do weird things, say weird things. Um, oh my gosh, I don't really have an answer. A weird thing behind the scenes. I mean, I don't know. I pluck his eyebrows like literally it feels like every other week, but those things nice, grow so fast. Nice. Have you started to pluck Tyler's? <laughs> 
No, <laughs> maybe I should. I hate plucking my own eyebrows. It's such a chore. Wait, does he so. not grow hairs? I don't ever notice his eyebrows, to be honest. Oh, this is like a big part of me and Josh's relationship. I literally have to fuck his well, eyebrows all the time. Let's be honest. You're a tad bit more critical than me. <laughs> that is so rude of you to say. No. Okay, but I mean, that is true, right? Well, I promise you if you, if your husband had a unibrow coming out you would definitely fuck it too like josh within a matter of like seven days has like a full-grown unibrow it's no oh, joke my goodness so yeah that's so. amazing i don't know Nothing wow really. wow okay i love it i love it i love it that's hilarious if i think it's all right email, so I'll let you know okay yeah let us know uh the next question that i wanted to ask you kens is what is one thing in your spiritual life that you are currently trying to grow in? Ooh. We're going to probably talk about this some today, but I've really been learning what it looks like to like stay connected to and stay in communication with the Lord like throughout your days. Um, yeah, I feel like life these days has been like it's not one of those seasons where it's like oh I have my quiet time and then everything's super easy and flawless and like I don't even need the Lord throughout the day it's kind of been more the thing where I'm like oh my gosh I like need him throughout my day so I'm really just learning what it looks like to like carry his spirit with me um uh, all the way through the day to like stay connected to abide in him and not to disconnect um, easy, easier than I'm maybe used to or tend to. So yeah, uh, yeah. that's kind of mine. Always trying to read more, mm -hmm. but that never works yeah. for me. Never works out. So <laughs> I don't even think I should add it to the list anymore, but yeah. <laughs> so you're really only going to ask okay. me questions or are you going to answer anything? Um, I'll answer this one. Okay. So one thing that I'm really trying to work on is putting my faith or my love for Jesus into action more. So looking for opportunities in my every single day to truly be the hands and feet of Jesus. Like how can I be extravagant in the way that I love people and show up for people and am intentional with people and it is so funny how easy it is for me to be selfish and all about me. And um, so I'm just trying to be really intentional of like, okay, my natural reaction would just be like, if a friend is sick, oh my goodness, I'm so sorry. That's such a bummer. But how can I go above and beyond and be uh, the hands and feet of Jesus to my friend when she's sick, things like that. Or yeah. even like my mom, if I can tell my mom is like feeling like, lonely or bored one day stopping what I'm doing and going and hanging out with her or uh just reaching out beyond what I would naturally do I'm really trying to and not just do it from a place of like oh I want to be a good person but really doing it from a place of like the overflow of Jesus in my life and connecting mm -hmm. those two dots is something I'm really trying to be intentional about in this season so that's good that's really good what you said about um doing those things not to just be a good person but an overflow of the holy spirit in your life like 
there's such a difference. Like there's a difference of voicing that and maybe saying all the right things or just being like blatantly kind, but more so an overflow of the Holy Spirit is personalized to that person. It's asking the Lord first and then acting upon it, which creates like supernatural interactions and it feels different. More breakthrough comes through it, more healing comes through it, whatever that person needs. I think that's a practice that gosh, we could all be challenged in of how to like, how to step out in faith and put our faith into action, not just to be a good person, yeah, but to be yeah. led by the spirit. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. I love it. Okay. Final question for you, Kent, mm-hmm. is what is the best book that you have read recently? Because I hear that you're a reader these days. <laughs> I just said I like suck at reading. Okay. But I am reading one right now kind of like the slowest you told Tyler about a book you were obsessed with the other day yeah yeah that's what I'll that's what I'll say it's called um and yeah before you go into it we decided (laughs) are you actually reading this book Because he got it and is reading it. And he's like, I just can't picture Ken's like reading this book front to back. And I'm like, maybe she does. Uh, I think you should respond and be like, well, I don't think you know her. Because yes, she would. I think you would actually. (laughs) I really think if you started reading it, you would think I'd read it. You know, I'm kind of like, I like... I guess Have you I finished get it yet? myself a little bit though with all reading. I'm, yes. Yeah. You read like one chapter and you were like, <laughs> it's your book and I, you don't ever finish them, do you? No, I'm so bad at, well, I'm just so bad at reading. But this book is called Man Myth Messiah, not Mammoth, Man Myth Messiah. And it just talks about like, um, it just answers some hard questions that I feel like our culture right now is asking, like, is Jesus real? What mm-hmm. makes it different? Did he really, did he do the things that he, is he the savior? Is he the man, is he a man, myth or Messiah? So it's really good. And I feel like it's, I'm reading it because there's a lot of people in my life who I feel like have questions that like, I truly feel like I can't engage with because I just don't know the answers to and I'm not reading it because I want all the answers or I think I'll have all the answers but more so so that I can at least like ask follow-up questions and dig in a little bit better than I than I'm than I have been so I really like literally this book this my my mindset of this book isn't just to enjoy a book and read another book but it's for the sake of salvation in other people's lives and so I need to freaking get on it can you keep me accountable you do oh my god yes I can we'll set you up on a reading plan (laughs) yeah (laughs) okay any good uh shout outs from you any Rex? um I recently read the book um find your people from Jenny Allen and loved it Loved it. Mm. Uh, seriously loved it. Even what I was saying about like what I'm trying to do of like being more action oriented. I feel like I got a lot of that from her book. And then I'm really into okay. novels right now. Wow. I'm on the Colleen Hoover trend with everybody else. <laughs> you got me on that actually. Thank yeah. you. Oh, that was a book I finished. You are yeah. welcome. Hens gave me this book when I was flying home somewhere and I had like a bunch of delayed flights. She was like, read this book. And I finished it in the airport and I like loved it. And then I've been reading her books. I recently read a new Nicholas Sparks book that was pretty good. 
So I like novels. They kind of shut my brain off, which is nice. Yeah. Um, Okay. Yeah. But I would suggest Find Your People. Jenny Allen was an awesome book as well. Probably a little bit lighter read than Man Myth Messiah, (laughs) (laughs) but super practical and like is changed a lot of ways I think about community. So really good. Yeah. Um, So. Yeah. All right. Well, enough of us babbling. Let's get into the juicy part of this episode. We are going to be talking about friendship with Jesus. Okay. Everybody is always asking Ken's and I, where do we get our gold jewelry from? We're both huge fans of just, you know, those cute little dainty gold necklaces. You guys know I love my gold hoops, all of the things. And we have a new favorite business to get our gold jewelry from, and that is Susan Shaw. They are an incredible company with some of the most unique and beautiful pieces. They have tons of gorgeous gold jewelry. I love looking through their website. And one of our favorite things is they have so many amazing cross pieces that, you know, they're not lame. They're really cute. And I feel like you can find one that fits any style, uh, no matter what your style is. If you're more cool girl vibes, if you're more preppy girl vibes, if you're more girly girl vibes, we think that you'll be able to find the perfect piece of gold jewelry even silver if you're a silver girl, um, to fit your wardrobe. So we actually have a code for you guys. So you can use our normal code FTGFAM, FTGFAM as in family, to get a discount on their website. You just go to SusanShaw.com, shop around, and let us know what you get because we will definitely be supporting and definitely be sporting some of our favorite Susan Shaw pieces. So head to their website, shop, and we can't wait to see you in your new Susan Shaw jewelry. All right. We are super excited to jump into this episode for the girl who wants a friendship with Jesus. I don't know about you, Mac, but I am excited to have kind of a more lighthearted episode um, talking about what it looks like to be friends with Jesus. And I think it's an important conversation because when it comes to faith and all of this, we can often, like we talked about last week, we can get caught in a very like legalistic mindset, feeling like we have to do all the right things, check off all the boxes. We have to have quiet time. We have to read our Bible. We have to be kind. We have to share the gospel. And it feels like this heavy, like burden. And yes, um, being a disciple, a disciple and making disciples, it is a big calling and a heavy mm-hmm. weight to carry and something we should take seriously. And obedience sometimes is hard and all of that. But also there's such a fun, beautiful relationship that we have access to that I want to talk about of what it really does look like to just like our friends around us and our community around us that brings us so much joy that we can make memories with that we can do life with just like those friends we can have that same friendship and relationship with Jesus too and there's hard parts of to that just like there's hard parts to friendships but then there's also super fun parts and the result is so much, so full of purpose. So I'm just excited to dig into scripture, to learn a little bit about this. And hopefully for any of you who feel like this is some, an area they could grow in, or maybe they just don't re- 
like uh, view their faith in this way. I hope this inspires you. So yeah, yeah. it's going to be good. I love it. I know. I'm, I'm super excited because I think so many people grew up in probably a lot of those legalistic church backgrounds where um, it was more about what you did for Jesus and less about what Jesus did for you. And the power of living with knowing and having so much confidence in what Jesus has done for you and how you want to love him out of response to that is just a different way to live. And I think that automatically kind of creates that uh, savior relationship, but then also with that comes the friendship relationship of you wanting to be close to Jesus, you wanting to have Jesus be a part of your everyday steps, not just like your Sunday mornings or not just your 30 minutes, you know, in the morning and then you forget about him the rest of the day. And so I love that picture of uh, God walking with Adam and Eve in the garden and talking about like they would meet God at a certain point each day to walk through the garden together and they were naming animals together and just this beautiful thing of of doing life together day in and day out. And Mm -hmm. I think that I love this picture and this idea of like getting back to the garden and getting back to that friendship with God, friendship with Jesus, where we do everyday normal life activities with him. We involve him in all the things that we're doing, not just the things that we've marked as spiritual, (laughs) Um, doing Uh everything, everyday normal activities with him. And so I love this conversation and um, we just want to like pray that over you guys that This isn't something you do because you feel like you ought to do. This is something that you lean into and you develop and you grow a friendship with Jesus because it's what your heart desires. And you realize that it's so beautiful and so good and so powerful. And so it's going to be a great conversation. I'm excited. Yes. Okay. So speaking of the garden and this moment with Adam and Eve, we are going to read a piece of scripture that also has to do with gardening. How fun. It's summertime. I hope you guys have (laughs) all of those gardens happening, being built in your yards. I sure did. We'll talk about that in a second. But we are going to be opening up our Bibles, if you have one, open it up. If not, listen, because we're going to be reading it um, to John 15. And we're going to kind of move through John 15, 1 through 11, but kind of break it up into three different sections. So we'll start with John 15, 1 through 4. Mac is going to be our official scripture reader today. Mm. Mm. (laughs) Yeah, get your voice ready. Mm. Okay, I'm getting ready. (laughs) Oh my gosh, I was giggling thinking about her being the scripture reader just because it's all really (laughs) funny. We already no, I'm not the best scripture reader. Well, we already talked about at the beginning of the podcast. I'm not the best reader. So here we go. We're, <laughs> we're putting this into action. All right, Mac, but let's start off. Um, our first. We, I used to make you yeah. read out loud in college during delight meetings just to laugh at you. Like it was honestly entertaining. <laughs> oh my she God. adds words. That's my favorite thing you do. You add words. Like you don't skip words. You just add your own things in. Now that I think of it, I should have had a version or I, maybe I just need to do this. I should have a version of the Bible, like, you know, Ken's version. I need to read the original Greek 
Greek and Hebrew and then just like do it myself and just come up with what I summarize it as. <laughs> it's like the, va- the Valley Girl version. The Valley Girl version. Oh my gosh, it's so embarrassing for <laughs> v- me. The, v- the VGV. <laughs> okay, Mac, we need to read it. Okay, you guys, I wanted to interrupt today's episode to tell you a little bit about Smile Brilliance Night Guards. I know, I know, it sounds a little bit random, but Night Guards are actually super important, especially if you felt stressed or anxious. We often unknowingly grind our teeth at night, causing permanent damage to our teeth, inviting infections, cavities, and lifelong tooth sensitivity. So maybe you're somebody who knows you grinded your teeth for super long and you just haven't taken action, this is your sign. Today is the day to actually get a night guard. Or maybe for you, you're just feeling stressed and anxious and you know this is probably going to be a part of your future. It's so much easier to prevent the damage than seeking a cure after the fact. So night guards are super, super important. Um, And today you can get a discount on your night guard um, by going to smilebrilliant.com and using the code F. FTG fam for 20%. That's FTG FAM, like family, for 20% off your night guard. It's a super easy process. You can get custom fitted night guards and they keep them on file so that you can easily and affordably access new ones or get one at any point in time. So head to smilebrilliant.com and make sure you got a good smile, full of joy, white, pretty, and ready to go, you guys. Head to smilebrilliant.com. Okay, For the Girl fam, I am so excited to tell you about my latest obsession, and it is my Nutribullet blender. It is the easy-to-use, easy-to-clean, affordable blender that Tyler and I got just a month or so ago and we are seriously obsessed with it. It's been a game changer. Every day after the gym, I was going to Smoothie King and spending way too much money on smoothies. Then we got our Nutribullet and everything changed. Nutribullet's dietitians have estimated that it costs only $1.60 to make a smoothie in your own home, while the average cost of a store-bought smoothie is 7 And because we are newlyweds, we're trying to budget all of the things. This has been the game changer. I throw a little bit of uh, peanut butter, some banana, some protein powder, some coffee in my smoothie. And oh my goodness, guys, I wish you could taste it because it is so, so, so good. And we personally have the Nutribullet Blender Combo, which is the most versatile Nutribullet out there. It allows you to effortlessly switch between single serve and full size blending. So you can make protein shakes, smoothies, soups, and dips. The Nutribullet truly does it all. And so if you go to Nutribullet.com and you use our promo code, which is FTGFAM, as in family, FTG fam, all caps for 20, 20% off your order. Once again, that's Nutribullet.com and use our promo code FTG fam, as in family, for 20% off. If you don't have a Nutribullet in your kitchen, you are missing out. So we're starting okay. off with right. John 15, 1 through 4. 
Okay, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the gardener. He cuts off every branch in me that bears no fruit, while every branch that does bear fruit he prunes so that it will be even more fruitful. You are already clean because of the word I have spoken to you. Remain in me as I also remain in you. No branch can bear fruit by itself. It must remain in the vine, neither you Neither can you bear fruit unless you remain in me. I got nervous at the end. (laughs) That's amazing. Okay, well, I feel like a lot of us might have heard this passage of scripture before um, about the vine and the branch and what it looks like to stay connected to him in this way. And this is a piece of scripture that we're going to be reading as we talk about friendship. Um, And the first thing that stood out to me in this piece of scripture um, is what taught is this little section about pruning. Um, I don't know if you guys know what pruning actually means in the gardening, uh, in the gardening world, but I can tell you a little bit about it because I had a garden this last spring, <laughs> didn't have it this, this spring <laughs> because I once had a garden. <laughs> Yeah, it didn't happen this year. It was a lot of hard work. So cut that thing out of my life pretty quickly. But last year when I gardened, um, yeah, there's a thing you do called pruning. I was honestly unaware. What happens is you you plant these seeds, they grow into bigger branches, and then all of a sudden they're ginormous and they all start to just come on top of each other. I mean, my cucumbers, the watermelon, the squash, the vines were just starting to intertwine. And I thought that it was going to be this pretty nice garden in my front yard. I decided to put it in the front yard because (laughs) I wanted all the neighbor people to see my garden and see this cute little garden that was going to blossom I also thought it'd be fun to talk to people as they walked by. But all this to say, the garden ended up not being cute in day and in week like four. It was just a literal, it looks like we, I don't know, like our whole yard was overgrown. So anyways, I had to do this little thing called pruning where you start cutting off all the dead branches, all the branches that are um, just extra, all the leaves that are just extra and all the things so that your plant can produce more fruit. And I say this because I really do think that this is a part of your friendship with Jesus. Like oftentimes to stay close to Jesus and to become more like him, it means that we have to go through some pruning. It means that there's some parts of our hearts that um, need to be strengthened, that need to be removed. Um, And yeah, I think this conversation is really easy to have when it comes to gardening and plants and all of that. But then when you think about your heart, you're like, oh my gosh, no, Lord, like I want to stay just as I am. We get so stubborn. We get so rooted in our own ways. But I think a part of being friends with Jesus is allowing him to, to speak into your life, to change your heart, to give you words of wisdom, and you actually being receptive to that, you actually listening to that and allowing him to change you a little by little. Um, and yeah, uh, I am glad I went through this gardening experience to learn a little bit about this. Aren't you pretty <laughs> inspired, Mac? <laughs> I'm super inspired. I 
as you you have so much to teach me with your green yeah, thumb now of your garden of like three weeks. So <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. I think it's awesome. And um, I have a friend of mine who is like, she's a real gardener, unlike Kent's. <laughs> and um, she is obsessed with her garden and all about it. And every time I go over to her house, she's like, can I show you the garden? And I'm like, okay, show me the garden. And uh, she really takes good care of it. And she knows every single thing that, uh, you know, pops up on her vines, which I think is really cool. And I think what I love about this, this pruning process is that we have a God, we have a, we have Jesus who is aware of everything in our life and he knows what is good for us and he knows what is bad for us. And he is taking great care of us. But I think of like the gardener, the gardener cares, the, the pruning comes from a place of caring and knowing what's best. And I love that the plants, they don't even have to think about it. They just yield to that. They, there's almost the total trust in the gardener. And I think that that's hard for us often because pruning hurts. It doesn't, um, it doesn't go without sacrifice. It doesn't go without loss. It doesn't go without having to yield something that maybe felt of value to you. But I think what's beautiful and what's so true is that like we get to feel lighter on the other side. And I think if we can remember how much God cares um, and how much God sees beyond what we can see, then we can submit to the pruning process. We can submit to the hard and say, God, uh, make me into a version of you not just a version of myself with all my junk and all of my baggage, make me into a version that looks more like you and that you can use for your goodness and for your glory. And I think oftentimes when we get to the other side of a pruning process, we feel that lightness and we didn't even realize how much of that baggage we were unknowingly carrying around with us that was weighing us down and dragging us down. I know for mm-hmm. me, like it, it hurts to lose something in the moment, but once you get rid of it, you're like, that was amazing. And this is, I feel so free. It's like when you um, clean out your closet, like you yeah. saw that shirt that you loved three years ago and you're like, I don't want to get rid of it. Like, what if I want to wear it again? And then you get rid of it and you literally never think about the shirt again. You're like, my closet is clean. I can see what I have. And I think oftentimes we, we don't even know how free we can be until we've allowed God to take us through a pruning process. And so I love that friendship isn't this easy. It's not just like rainbows and butterflies. Friendship with Jesus involves sacrifice and it involves submission. And I think that's Mm. really beautiful. Yeah, yes, exactly. And I think about this in friendships in our own life and just like outside of our friendship with Jesus, like our friendship, Mac, like pruning is a part of our friendship and it's a part of all of my strongest friendships, I would say. Um Mm-hmm. is is where pruning's involved. And sure, we might not use the word pruning. That's definitely like a little weird. We're just looking at the <laughs> scripture and using that language. But yeah, it looks like like letting our friends speak into our lives and taking advice and taking it into action. Um, I mean, the worst kind of friends are the ones that like you don't 
listen to or you don't let speak into your life or and just like they talk about you behind your back and you stay the same or they just like don't care enough to to say anything and yeah I think like and when I think of friendship I want all my friends I want to be open I want to be yielding I want to sacrifice for my friends I want to look different because of my friends it's those hard conversations I mean between (laughs) me and you have had tough conversations but it's always at the end of the day built a deeper relationship between the two of us it's built more intimacy it's it's definitely produced more fruit in in our friendship and you know friendship we're, we're talking about friendship not just one because yes of course it's like fun and it's sweet and we should have this relationship with Jesus but also because friendship's supposed to produce fruit that's like a part of the reason why we, yeah. we have community and why we yeah. have friends to build us and to strengthen us and our character and all of that and yeah I mean all of our tough conversations all of the pruning that we've gone through together has produced such mm. fruit like fruit in um, other relationships in our life, fruit in our ministry, fruit in our own character and personality. So, I mean, we could probably go on yep. about that. <laughs> <laughs> we could, we could. That's so true and so good. And yeah. I think pruning is just, you see it. We see it in our relationships and we've seen the power of it. And I've seen it in the power of my own relationship with Jesus. And yeah. um, it's necessary for sure. So, so good. All right. Should we go to the next one? Abiding? Yes, abiding. We're going to be reading John 15, 5 through 8. And yes, we're going to be talking about what it looks like to have a friendship with Jesus that involves abiding in him. So take it away, Mac. Yes. And I we didn't mention this at the beginning, but this is a conversation that Jesus is having with his disciples in the upper room before he is about to be arrested and crucified. So just a little bit of context for us too, that this starts out saying, I am the vine, you are the branches. If you remain in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do nothing. If you do not remain in me, you are like a branch that is thrown away and withers. Such branches are picked up, thrown in the fire and burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it will be done for you. This is to my Father's glory that you bear much fruit, showing yourselves to be my disciples. So good. So good. I feel like the word abiding um, might be the most popular Christian tattoo. Would you say the same, Mac? <laughs> <laughs> abide. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's abide, good. Abide. Uh, I feel like about every Christian girl might have that to do. Uh, yeah, that that's tattoo. good. But it's because it's such a powerful it's a powerful part of our friendship with Jesus, our relationship with Jesus. Um, Jean Vanner, um, I think that's her last name, wrote in the mystery of <laughs> Jesus. Is that not her last name? Mac, stop laughing. We're laughing too much throughout this. I was trying to get serious. <laughs> okay, keep going. Keep going. Okay, please say her last name. Honestly, I don't know, but I don't think that's it. <laughs> We also, oh gosh, okay. Also, I also think it might. I know. Is it a boy? I think it might be I think a it's guy. a boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, was, I was about 
allowed to say that. It definitely is. I okay. just Googled it and he's a nice old man. Uh, so yeah. I don't know why I assumed it was a woman, but I love that I assumed it was a woman. Okay. So here we go. And that okay. he wrote in the mystery of Jesus through the gospel of John, he, his definition of abide is to abide or to dwell in Jesus is to make our home in him and to let Jesus make his home in us. We feel at home with him and in him. It is a place of rest for one another and presence to one another. And I love that. I really think it's, it's. It, I just picture Jesus and I, or Jesus and you, really just walking step by step and hand in hand. Um, abiding looks like really trusting in him. It looks like understanding that he has your best in mind. And it's a deep like reliance on, on Jesus too. This is really, I even talked about this a little bit in, in Joe, but I'm really learning truly what it looks like to like consistently and constantly abide in him. I think just a lot of us, and I've done this so much in the past, I've like reserved my relationship with Jesus to my quiet time in the morning, like that hour slot and, or like when I'm turning worship music on in the car or obviously when I'm at church on Sundays or worship night, or maybe even in a coffee date that I scheduled with somebody, but then it's like the rest of my life. I'm like, or the rest of my days, I'm like barely thinking about him. I'm like disconnected, easily feeling empty, easily irritated, easily exhausted or whatever that day might bring. And yeah, I'm really learning. I mean, this has kind of been a tough season for for me. And so I'm learning what it looks like to, honestly, he's just put me in a place of complete dependence upon him. And I think that's something that we all need to learn. And I wish I had learned sooner because it's just easy for me to be so self-sufficient. I'm like, I got all the energy I need. I got my task, my to-do list. I'm good to go. Don't need you, Jesus. Totally good. I already had you. We're moving on. But really like dependence is so important. And I think like it's just so easy to get stuck in your comfort zone and really not need him. Um, And yeah, when we learn to like be dependent on him and getting out of our comfort zone, or maybe it's even just you're going through something tough and this has kind of happened upon you. Well, I just want you to realize that it's a beautiful thing because you're inviting Jesus then into your every day, into every hour. Um, it's like, it's a, I want to spend time with him rather than like, I should be spending time with him or I need yeah. to spend time with him rather than I, I should. Um, so yeah. Yeah. What do you have to say about this one though? Yeah. I think this is so, so true and so good. And, uh, yeah, kind of what I was saying in the intro of like plugging in, everything back to Jesus that I'm doing. Like, I just think so often I go into autopilot because I'm naturally super independent. I've been independent my whole life. And so dependence is really hard on me. But I think that there is actually something so beautiful to dependence because we don't do it alone. We know that we cannot be our own God, our our own hero, our own everything. Like we are dependent upon our God for our daily bread, 
for our direction. Um, and then I think out of that dependence comes dependence on our people uh, because we know that we cannot do it alone, that we must have people around us who are ushering us back into the spirit time and time again. And I know for me, I think you and I can, we talked about this too, but like, just like my friendships, the friendships where I have learned to depend upon them Mm -hmm. and to rely upon them um, are the people that like I trust more than anything and I look to more than anything. Like I have people in my life like of Ken's, of course, you're one of them where I'm like, I know if I called you and was like, I need you, you would be there at the drop of a hat or whatever it is. And I think in the same way, when you when you know that in crisis moments, that person's going to show up for you, you're more likely to trust them with your everyday moments as well. And I think the same is true in a relationship with Jesus. When mm-hmm. I have learned that Jesus is going to show up for me, when ish hits the fan and life begins to crumble, Mm -hmm. then I want him in my everyday life moments too. I want to talk to him when I'm on the way to the grocery store. I want to talk to him uh, when I'm making a decision about how I should spend my week. And I love that just like daily, day in, day out dependence on our God to walk with us, to lead us, to be Mm -hmm. our strength, to be um, our guiding force in all that we do. And Mm -hmm. I think it really takes us plugging into him every morning. Like I love that image of like plugging into the outlet of Jesus. You be my source of power. You be my source of energy. I'm not going to let anything else fuel me, but you. And so I love that. Yes. It's so good. And that's why I I get why everybody has the tattoo now. I'm like, yes, Lord, (laughs) I want to buy it. Should we get one? We should get one. <laughs> but truly, it was funny when I was making notes to this podcast. I was like, oh my gosh, LOL, everybody has this tattoo. And then I was like going into the definition. And then I was like talking a little bit more about how beautiful abiding in Jesus was. And then I was like, I get it. I want to be like, I want this tattooed on my forehead because it's such a beautiful thing. And yeah, it was funny. I was thinking about you when I was also preparing because you had just talked about that with friends of like, true friendship looks like like having a dependency a need upon them um and I know that sounds a little you're like oh my gosh those are like those overbearing crazy friends but that's not really true when it comes to like good healthy friendship and friendship that actually has like depth um and I want depth I feel like in my relationship with Jesus too um I want to go there. I want to be dependent upon him. I don't want to go a day like separated from him or self-sufficient. And so, yeah, I also think about, they say that uh, you're close, you're as the two people closest to you in your life or something, you become, you start to become like, there's like some sort of like scientific stat in that. But I think about that when it comes to the abiding in Jesus. But yeah. If I I want to become more like Jesus, and so that means that I should be spending a ton of time with Jesus. I should stay connected to Him. I should abide in Him because that will naturally begin to happen. It doesn't happen without a relationship with Him. It doesn't happen mm. by just reading the Word for 
for 20 minutes in the morning. It doesn't happen by just going to church on Sunday. You become more, it doesn't happen by just reading the gospels and applying it to your life. Like you, it doesn't work through just application. It works through like spending time with him. We become more like Jesus. And so, yeah, when I think about that, when I think about abiding, I think about honestly tra- being transformed by his character, just simply yeah. being around him all the time. So yeah. That's so good. So okay. Good. So we talked about pruning. Um, that's kind of the hard one. It's like what real friendship looks like, though. It's speaking into each other's lives. It's correcting each other. It's sacrifice. It's becoming our best. It's letting each other speak into our lives. And then our next one we talked about was abiding, what it looks like to be with him, to stay connected to him, to be dependent on him. And lastly, we wanted to talk about a really fun thing, which is simply enjoying Jesus and what it looks like to be to enjoy a friendship with him. So this is the last part of John 15, 9 through 11. Take it away, Pastor Mac. <laughs> okay. It says, as the Father has loved me, so have I loved you. Now remain in my love. If you keep my commands, you will remain in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commands and remain in his love. I have told you this so that my joy may be in you and that your joy may be complete. Mm, that's right. I love this so much. I really believe that we um, go through the pruning process. We spend time with him and abide in him so that we can enjoy him, so that we can experience the fullness um, of life. I think a lot of us often have questions about like the difference of like, okay, well, like, can I be like happy without Jesus? Can I experience like joy without him? And I think the truth is, is like true joy is so much different. True joy is a joy that's not like manufactured that in the Hallmark movies and moments that we see. It's not the fun party scenes or um, the end of every romantic novel when the two lovebirds finally end up with each other. It's a joy that can only be found in Jesus. And I want that kind of joy. I want the joy mm-hmm. that is rooted. It's long lasting. It's never ending. Um, and a joy that comes despite my circumstances. Um, and yeah, I do believe that this can totally be found in Jesus. And I know that he wants this too. He wants this for mm-hmm. us. And it's sad to think that so many of us have spent so much time like probably not enjoying our relationship with Jesus. Like we talked about at the beginning, it's like it's become this legalistic thing, this to do, this set of rules rather than like uh, a sweet friendship with him where we can like go through our day to days embracing the fullness of life, um, which is so exciting. Mm, Yeah. I love that so much. I love that the product or like the result of friendship with Jesus is a kind of joy that is not circumstantial, but it's the kind of joy that um, 
comes from those moments. We've all had those moments, you know, with friends where you could be doing the weirdest, wildest, dumbest thing. And it's just so fun. You know, it's so sweet. And like you get done with the day and you're like, you can't wipe the smile off of your face. And I think we can have that same type of joy in our everyday with Jesus because Jesus is the best friend. (laughs) He is the friend that shows up when no one else does. He is the friend that, um, has your back in every situation. He is your friend that is the best listening ear. And so that type of joy is just so special and it never runs out and it doesn't matter what's happening in your life. Even if your life is crumbling all around you, you can still find that joy with Jesus. And I just think that that is so special and so cool. And um, maybe some of you are like, oh, I want this. This sounds awesome and it sounds great. But like, what is this? How do I actually do this? And I think just these things we talked about. Uh, saying, Jesus, would you come in and would you prune me? Like, I'm going to submit to your pruning. I'm going to submit to your chiseling and your molding. Jesus, would you teach me how to abide with you? Start bringing him into your everyday life. Like, talk to him beyond maybe your 20-minute Bible time. Like, talk to him throughout your day. Ask the Holy Spirit to guide you and to lead you. And I think friendship, just like any friendship, like, Friendships don't often happen overnight. They take time and they deepen and they grow the longer that you're in them. And so uh, wake up every single day and just keep pressing into this beautiful lifelong journey of friendship with Jesus. Yeah, so good. You mentioned this at the beginning, Mac, but you said that a friendship with Jesus isn't just reserved for like the spiritual moments or something like that, the spiritual something. What'd you say? The spiritual what? Yeah, spiritual times moments. (laughs) I don't remember. You said a good word there. But anyways, I think that's really what joy, like this joy and this enjoying comes from. It's not just reserving Jesus to those spiritual moments, but like letting him into every little thing. Like while you're on a run, when you're on a coffee date, while you're eating your favorite meal, um, when you're at work, like inviting him into every little thing. And I think that you'll find so much more joy there. Um, And yeah, and maybe this is hard for you. Like this might be harder for, I know some people who are like always like, oh my gosh, I see Jesus in every little thing. I like look at the trees and it's just like, oh my gosh, I experienced so much joy. And then for some of us, it's a lot harder. And so, yeah, I just want to challenge you if this is hard for you to just start to practice taking Jesus out of that box, like out of the box of like just the quiet time moments, just the church moment and into um, your everyday and maybe the things and the places that you don't experience the joy, invite him into that. And I think you'll see some things begin to change. Um, Yeah, this is so much fun and should be fun. And oh my gosh, I just think about even just this entire episode, Mac, we are just laughing so hard through it all. And it's honestly like, it's, it's because like, and these things that can often be serious or have so much pressure or weight, sometimes you just have to, to laugh about it or insert funny memories or I don't know, just like giggle sometimes. And I think we need to do that a little bit more often when it comes to, our relationship with Jesus, which is fun. (laughs) I love it. 
I love it so much. So So, true. You teach me that a lot, Ken's always wanting to do ridiculous things in moments where I think we should be serious and then they end up being the best. So (laughs) I think that that's really good and um, such a fun way to go about it. So yeah. Okay. Friendship with Jesus. We talked about pruning. We talked about abiding. And then we talked about enjoying. So three great things that you can remember and keep in mind and press into this week in your own personal friendship with Jesus. Uh, We love hanging out with you guys here on the For The Girl podcast. Thank you for being so loyal and listening and laughing Mm -hmm. with us and um, studying God's word with us. It is the greatest honor of our lives that we get to do this and be family with you guys. So we love you, fam. And we'll be back next week for week five of our study through John. And we can't wait to dig into the word with you. We'll see you then. Bye.